Welcome to Spiritual Psychology. My name's Renee LaValle McKenna, and I bring my 30 plus years as a recovering addict, ex-crazy person, turned therapist and shamanic healer to bring you snackable teachings on spirituality, psychology, and all things personal growth. And today I want to talk about our inner allies and demons. We all have allies and we all have demons. And in Western culture, those are often seen as opposing forces battling each other for power. And certainly a lot of us experience it that way with our own internal drama, unresolved emotional issues, concern, rage, or fear about what's happening externally in the world. But in spiritual psychology, which is the practice I've developed over the last 20 years, we move from battling or running away from our demons to transforming and embracing them. And I spent about three years, very powerful transformative years for me personally, bringing these processes together in a book, which I ultimately came to call Allies and Demons, Working with Spirit for Power and Healing. And the spiritual psychology work combines the ancient practices of shamanism with Buddhist philosophy and the best of Western psychology to create a powerful medicine for the mind, body, and spirit. And I've been a student of holistic psychology since I first learned about it, probably in high school. And holistic psychology is the idea of healing the whole person, that we aren't these separate, disparate parts of a mind, of emotions, of a body, that more accurately we're a body-mind-spirit complex. We're a living unit. And if there's dysfunction or disharmony in any one of those areas, it causes problems for the whole. And the good news is, if we bring healing, compassion, new skill sets for growth and functionality into any one of those systems, it improves the whole system as well. It's one of the fascinating things about being a human, how interconnected everything is, both internally and externally. I've done a ton of personal growth work on my own personal crazy, which has been anxiety, depression, and multiple addictions. And my spiritual growth, my emotional health, my mental stability and inner balance has had a profound effect on the health of my body. But there's always more to do. We get a long time here as humans, if we're lucky, and if we're willing, the level of development and evolution we can have in one lifetime is pretty incredible. We can grow, learn, and progress to our dying breath. And from my perspective, the dying breath is not the end of the story anyway. It's just a transition into the next place. And I know for myself, I feel best when I'm making some progress. And progress can mean many different things. Progress is participating in the life flow. And sometimes that life flow is about birth and regeneration. And sometimes that life flow is about death and letting go of what no longer serves. I love that I grew up in a place with four distinct seasons in the Northeast. And it's very instructive if we pay attention to the natural cycles of the moon, of the tides, sunrise, sunset, and the seasons. Often in our culture, we want to be in perpetual spring, always growing. It's not only unsustainable, it's unhealthy. So submitting ourselves to these natural cycles... It's helpful if we know what season we're in so that we can align ourselves with it rather than fighting it. And each season of our life has particular beauty and particular purpose. The death of the leaves on the trees is perhaps the most beautiful of anything in the place where I grew up. People travel from all over the world to go to New England in fall. 
It's purely magnificent to see the rainbow of colors in a maple forest on a clear blue sky. And then the leaves all drop and everything turns white and brown and gray, freezes. And there's a wisdom in those seasons that sets up the flow and flowering of spring. Without the hard freeze, there's plants that won't bloom or they don't bloom as well. And we often don't like the letting go dying process. We look at it like a demon. But when we can befriend it, like when we can befriend our inner demons, the seasons of life and our own internal process have much to teach us. So I'm in my mid-50s, entering the fall phase of the larger life system. I'm looking forward to the most prosperous and productive years of my whole life, the next 20. I fully expect 60 to 80 to be my most productive and the pinnacle of my life and career. Like those fall leaves blooming on the Kangamangas Highway in New Hampshire. But entering the fall of my life, I'm needing to pay more attention to my body than I ever have before. Now, I've always paid attention to my body and I've had a lot of different relationships with it over the years. When I was a cute little 14-year-old, I had a kind of mean boyfriend who told me my ass was fat one day, which it wasn't. And it's not actually his fault because I was already an emotional wreck, very dependent on the approval of others because I had no internal structure for self-approval. And I became obsessed with my weight. I started to weigh myself every day, sometimes twice a day. And it wasn't long after that I started to make myself throw up if I felt like I ate too much because I was afraid I would get fat. It's not his fault that I developed an eating disorder. I got lots of addictions, but the numbers on that scale could determine if I had a good day or a bad week. And because my body is integrated into this body, mind, spirit, emotional system that I have, my emotional, spiritual, and mental health wreaked havoc on my body. And I came to see my body as a demon. So what is a demon? Demons are our unresolved emotional issues, our fears, our suffering. Basically, anything that causes us distress is a demon. And demons often feel like they're external, like that mean boyfriend. But there were lots of guys that wanted to date me, and I picked him. And although I thought he was the demon, and eventually I broke up with him after I wreaked vengeance upon him, <laughs> which is another podcast, over time I found the demon was mine. He had just poked at it and woke it up. My own self-hatred, my own self-rejection. I've gained and lost hundreds of pounds, literally. And although my weight has been stable for a long time, and my relationship with food is very healthy today, my relationship with my body continues to unfold. The very powerful awareness I've come to recently in my own personal growth work, because I believe every therapist should always be in therapy, in revisiting some trauma that I experienced around the age of nine, I had this kind of lightning bolt awareness that that was the age that I was first on crutches. And the coincidence does not feel arbitrary. And I spent what feels to me like years on crutches. On and off from the age of nine to 23, there was a weakness in the joints in my lower body, my knees and my ankles particularly, that was quite debilitating. And there was a series of injuries, injury after injury, torn ligaments, torn cartilage, surgery, braces, chiropractors, physical therapy. I lost the ability to run. I have a noticeable deformity in my left leg. We'll see if it's permanent. I'm very curious because although my upper body's always been great, 
from the hips down, it's been very dysfunctional. There's this amazing book I may have recommended before called Anatomy of the Spirit by Carolyn Mace. She aligns the chakras, which are the different energy centers in your body, with the sacraments of Christianity, the sephirah of the Jewish Kabbalah, and aligns the physical places that people experience challenge or difficulty or sickness with emotional and spiritual issues. And so for me, all of my issues are first chakra issues, which is about where you root or ground yourself in your tribe. I didn't bond with my parents or anyone as a young child and really didn't make a deep emotional connection with anyone until I was in my mid-teens. So in this fall season of my life, having done a lot of work to make my body my ally rather than a demon, I need this vehicle to bring me in a strong and healthy way through these next 25 years. I got a lot of work to do. And although I exercise a lot and I'm pretty strong, I'm really dedicating myself to healing and strengthening this whole lower part of my body. And it's so interesting to notice how all these accidents and injuries were happening on a physical level at the same time that I was having all kinds of accidents and injuries and dysfunction emotionally, mentally, socially, and spiritually, particularly as a young person between 9 and 23. And I'm kind of blown away that as I'm strengthening my body, there's this corresponding growth in my intuitive abilities, which I've never really owned or developed, and my sense of emotional grounding and spiritual connection. Theoretically, this is not a new idea, but experientially, it's profound. And this is the gift of our demons. Our difficulties are suffering. If we can turn toward our challenges fears and suffering with curiosity and compassion, they actually hold the keys to our transformation and healing. Now, it can take a lot of courage and support to stop running and face our fears, our unresolved trauma and emotional difficulties, to heal and transform parts of ourself that we might not like, but we don't have to do it alone. In fact, usually we can't do it alone. And that's why I named my book Allies and Demons rather than Demons and Allies. <laughs> because often the allies have to come first. And the allies might be human allies. We all need human allies. But often for inner work, the allies also need to be spiritual allies. The unseen forms and forces that are always available to us. Supporting and sustaining our life force, encouraging, nudging us to grow and evolve. And the more conscious we become of who and what our allies are, the more we can plug into them to be nourished and sustained. And that's, again, both on the human level and on the spiritual level. And in spiritual psychology work, like many solid systems for personal development, when we can gather the resources to turn and face our demons, then the demons themselves can become allies. There's an ancient practice in shamanism called depossession. In Christianity and Catholicism, it's called exorcism, and it's really powerful work. And in deep possession work, you're crystallizing a particular negative energy configuration. Could be depression, anxiety, the inner critic, suicidal ideation, rage, fear, any inner demon. You crystallize it and you extract it. I generally don't like to use the words depossession or exorcism because they're way too fraught with superstition. So I prefer to call it 
negative energy interference or negative energy extraction. It's incredibly powerful, transformative work. One could see it as a physical ritual of being willing to let go of an old way of being, letting it fall away like the fall leaves. And I did a lot of very traditional extraction work in my first 10 years of practice. About 10 years ago, I came on a Buddhist teacher named Lama Tsultramalione. She has an ashram in Colorado called Taramandala, and she teaches a work called Feeding Your Demons. It's a very feminine practice. Feminine meaning it uses the energy of compassion as compared to a masculine practice, which might use power or aggression. So rather than fighting our demons, we feed our demons. And this work was developed by an 11th century yogini, a Tibetan Buddhist woman named Machiglabdrang. And in the Feeding Your Demons practice, which I've modified a little bit, and I call transforming demons into allies, we clarify and crystallize the negative emotional or energetic configuration, but then we find out what is the deepest need driving it, and we fill that need. And when our deepest needs are filled, we are transformed. And in my experience, every dysfunction we have is rooted in an unmet need. And when we feed our demons, they either dissolve or resolve completely, or they are transformed into a more helpful, useful, or benign form. I like to refer to it as an iOS update, an internal operating system update, that our demons are usually old ways of being that don't serve us anymore. That's why they're painful. Pain is information that something needs to be changed. It's the downside of medicating our suffering. We don't get the information that pain is bringing to us. And we often just medicate because we don't have hope that transformation is possible. But it always is. And if we can trust the process and align ourselves with it, it will always bring us to the next place for our own evolution and highest good. Now, one needs to remember that no one gets out of here alive, so that includes disillusion and death. But death, like demons, and death is a demon for many people, is not our enemy. In fact, when we make friends with death, a lot of our other demons will fall away. I've spent a lot of time making death my ally. I actually work directly with the angel of death when I work with the dead or dying. And the angel of death is one of the most loving and compassionate allies I've ever encountered. So a lot of modern life does not support this process of facing our demons. On a daily basis, we throw away our garbage and it gets carted away to some mysterious place we never see. We all know it's causing pollution somewhere else, but it wasn't too long ago that we all had to take responsibility for our own garbage, quite literally. Systematic, organized garbage removal has only been happening for a little more than 100 years. And before that... Garbage was reused, and frequently it was turned into compost. And people got to see on a physical level how smelly garbage could become rich and fertilizing soil. And that's my experience with our inner demons, that it is through my own greatest suffering that I become most helpful to others when those demons are turned into allies. So I encourage you to face your inner demons Find the resources and help you need to face them and transform what may seem like inner garbage into rich and fertile compost for your own life and the lives of those you touch. 
If you like this podcast, consider sharing it with a friend. You can find a copy of my book and workbook, Allies and Demons, Working with Spirit for Power and Healing on Amazon, soon to be on Audible. Blessings on your path until we meet again. This is Renee LaValle McKenna for Spirit.